thank you for coming to MutiRadio.fm Happy Hour. We'll be right with you in just one second. Give it up for Mutiny Radio, guys. We got an amazing show for you. Here's the deal. You're going to get four minutes at one minute. George in the back is going to give you a finger. Uh, If you're not off by four, he's going to call you racist. Um, He is black. My boy back there. Anyway, how are you guys doing tonight? I hope you're doing okay. Uh, this show is going to be fantastic. Uh, I've had a had a long day. I did have a good day, though. My boss caught me working. Has that ever happened to you before? Uh, nothing better, dude. Your boss walks in, hammer in hand, <laughs> fucking sweat rolling down your forehead. Like, fuck yeah, I need a vacation now. Um, I don't know. I've been questioning my beliefs a lot lately you ever question your beliefs i think it's healthy to question what's going on in your head you know especially with politics and today's society everybody's so fucking pissed off right now and i get it but god almighty i don't like anger it makes me uncomfortable uh and i was looking at my beliefs and i realized that i have the same beliefs as a dude that uh has a cubicle at work where he can take a nap <laughs> and I, I begin to question things a little bit when I realize that. Um, I don't know, a vegan hipster with black frame glasses? Uh, I don't know. It's not really somebody I would hang out with. I, I was walking down the street, and I saw this homeless guy, and I was like, you know, I bet we have the exact same political beliefs. 
And I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, I really don't. Anyway, I've been thinking about death a lot lately. Anybody else think about death? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not wanting to die, but I am kind of wondering if I did die, what kind of impact I would have on people, like, or what kind of impact I've had on people's lives. Like, I wish I could fake my death and just go to the funeral, just eavesdrop and hear what everybody's saying about me. I think at age 25, everybody should have to do that once to see where they stand. Uh, just to see what see what people are saying about. I mean, are you like a, you know, can't sleep for a week, <laughs> can't eat, wear all black to the funeral kind of guy, or are you like, well, at least we get to get drunk kind of guy? <laughs> like, is that the kind of death you? Is that the kind of guy you are? Is that how they're gonna celebrate your life or whatever they say at the funerals? Uh, Visitation is weird. You go to a Catholic funeral, they kiss the dead person. Ever seen that? <laughs> and then they expect you to? Fuck you. I'm not doing that. Uh, what else do we got? I have this indestructible notebook. This motherfucker is waterproof, guys. I don't know if you knew they made those, but they do. Uh, yeah. Bright as fuck. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm from Mississippi, in case you can't tell from this sexy accent. Um, I remember my first present, the first present I remember getting, I was so excited, I got a BB gun for Christmas, and I did what any self-respecting young Southern kid would do. I went out and I shot a bunch of birds in the face. <laughs> um, it was fantastic, dude. I don't know, I felt like a... <sighs> it was amazing, I didn't, I didn't discriminate either. I shot all of them. I shot the red ones and black ones and blue ones. I wasn't old enough to be racist. I haven't been taught that yet. Um, I don't know. I was, before I knew it, I was wheeling around this wagon full of dead birds. I feel like I feel like I was one bird short of Jeffrey Dahmer. Uh, becoming Jeffrey Dahmer. Because I was a bedwetter, too. I think there's one more in the little triangle. Who knows? I could have had kids in my basement. Uh it's very, very possible. Anyway, you guys are alive tonight. I'm liking this more so than usual. Uh, I have a lot of lady friends because I am an approachable guy. Uh, say what you want about my looks, but I am attentive. Uh, I am. This one lady told me the other day that her man was having trouble finding her clit, and I was pissed off off I, I was fucking furious what are you doing down there dude it's not that hard i'm not saying i'm some sort of sex magician but uh it's not like you're looking for a needle in a haystack really i mean i have no trouble finding a clit i just can't find a woman <laughs> like, i could find a needle but <laughs> where do you get that haystack <laughs> um that's what i've been wondering about i don't know i'm adjusting to san francisco and uh People are a little sensitive here. I don't know. I'm not aggressive, but I did spend a lot of time in New York where, uh, you know, proper greeting is go fuck yourself or hey, cocksucker or whatever, you know. And I was talking to this one guy and he found out I was a comedian, so he told me some yo mama jokes. And uh, he said, my mom is so fat. I did. I was, like, I was like, dude, there are no my mama jokes. <laughs> You don't go to my mama joke battles. Jesus Christ. It's been weird. 
I don't know, San Francisco is cool though, but they're a little really politically correct. Don't want to offend anybody, which is a nice quality to have. But uh, they're also insanely sexually liberal. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, what are you saying? Like, take this dick, you strong, independent woman. Uh, I don't know. Is that what you do? Anyway, you guys have been a lot of fun. Are you ready for a fucking fantastic show tonight? Because we are going to have a blast tonight. Your first comedian, comedian. I've seen her before. I don't know her, but I am excited to hear her again. Clap your hands super loudly for Cindy Solomon, everybody. All right. I am highly caffeinated. Whoops. Okay. I am Cindy Solomon. If you are on Twitter, I am Cindy F. Solomon. If you are sex positive, I am Faye Gella on FetLife. Uh, if you play Game of War, I am Great Girl 150. Uh, and if you're a pervert, I am BBW Chesty Cougar on Craigslist. Or if you are sex fluid, I am Pillow Princess Seeking Stone Butch. Are there any questions? Okay, so before I go any further, uh, I have a disclaimer because in five years when I am virally famous and being begged to run for public office, I want to make sure that no one takes my sex jokes or things out of context. So I call this an ode to Louis C.K. And these are his words. I'm not plagiarizing. I've just tweaked a few of the words to make it appropriate. Okay, so let's see. Here it is. I want to apologize to any man that I have engaged in sexual misconduct, including masturbating in front of them. At the time, I said to myself that what I did was okay because I never showed a man my boobs without him asking first or begging. But what I've learned later in life, too late, is that when you have power over men, because you happen to have not just one pussy, but two boobs, it's a predicament for them. The power I had over these men is that they had dicks. And I wielded that power irresponsibly. So please forgive me, because I am remorseful. And I've tried to learn from my behavior. And I realized that I have been on the, thank you, Louis C.K., by the way, and fuck him, that was not an apology. Um, but I've been on the planet about 20,000 days. So uh, I want to say that uh, this is my second time around dating. I was celibate for a long time. I was a young widow. I raised three kids. I worked at Apple when Steve Jobs uh, was there. Um, I, I just thought I'd throw that in so you would respect that I'm also smart, besides being strong, independent, and... Uh, sexual or liberated or whatever the word is. But there's new terminology these days. And um, years ago before I knew, and there wasn't the same options. You guys have it really good. Um, you know, you didn't have gender options. You didn't, we didn't even have languages uh, for the different sexual opportunities there are today. Um, and years ago before I knew um, what I was, I did a lot of experimentation. I lived in New York in my 20s and I lived in a 
lesbian household, but I've always felt guilty uh, and ashamed that I was a failed lesbian, because I used to sneak men in. And uh, recently, a gold star lesbian said to me I could forgive myself, because these days is new terminology in the LGBTQT uh, community, and that uh, you know I'm not a failed lesbian. Uh, the terminology that they use for what I was doing is called straight. So, all right, not a good build up. Uh, let's see, the other thing that's cool about today is uh, dick pics. Uh, I think these are a good thing, would have saved a lot of time finding the right uh, semen donor, you know, at the beginning, uh, for, you know, who I was going to marry. Um, but I just want to say quickly to you guys who are taking dick pics, angle is very important. Women do not want to see it from the angle that you are looking at. So I understand it's a selfie, but you definitely need help taking these pictures. Get a fluffer, uh, check out the lighting. Um, you know, there's a debate about whether you should include limbs or not, but no debate, do not include your dirty laundry. Uh, don't show your unmade bed. Posing is important. Uh, you know, um, uh, trimming is all good. So uh, let's see. And one more thing, do I have time? That's one minute. No time, that's it. Thank you so much. Cindy Solomon, give it up for Cindy. All right, are you guys ready for your next comedian? This, this guy, one of my favorites, coming all the way from Newark. Give it up for Mean Dave. Right on. One of the only people that's actually uh, asked and, and said it correctly. Everybody assumes I'm from somewhere else. I, I have to say, man, this is this place has really improved. They got the second level of the stage up here, and uh, it's tripping me out, man. A lot of power. A lot of power now, uh, being this much taller uh, than it was before here at Mutiny. Uh, this is a wonderful place uh, for anybody. Actually, I was going to talk to Cindy, uh, uh, you know, because she's the new comedian that uh, was asking earnestly for all kinds of help, and uh, and I like to give people bad advice when they're new, uh, you know, just to see see if they listen. Um, was it? Uh, I'm not going to say. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't really come to this open mic prepared. Uh, I, I didn't really, I didn't have anything really that I, you know, brand new, not working on anything. Uh, I'm really just seeing Jason Cole. I'm just reminded of our feud right now that's been ongoing over Rush versus the Melvins. Which one? There's only one. It's a Melvin. It's, it is a fucking cool shirt. You know why? Because they're a good fucking band that has taste. They have art. They attract artists who then do good spoofs of shitty bands covers. This is a Van Halen cover. I don't fucking like Van Halen, but the Melvins are awesome. And uh, and and how are they awesome? This is how I uh, was how I became I would dare say friend frenemies with uh, Jason Cole. Uh, he came up to me at a show at Tommy T's. There was a competition. I, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, "Why are you here? You're going to lose. You're going to waste your ten dollars." And uh, but I'm not I'm not going to stop anybody from pursuing their delusion. And so he uh, he he then first said, "I had a Melvin shirt." He goes, "Ah, Melvins." I've seen them. They opened for Rush, and I know about this show. It's a classic uh, uh, for any Melvins fan. Uh, the Melvins had no business opening for Rush, but they were the, the Rush invite. Actually, no, it was the manager, or they were like managed by the same. Who gives a fuck? Uh, they were they were opening for them, and uh, the Rush fans all and all of their open mindedness. 
of of the musicianship. And clearly, if you like Rush, you should have a fucking open mind because that is a horrible fucking prog band. And uh, but no, uh, all of these fans showed up early to see the opening band. Why? Because most of them are sober. Uh, and nothing against sober people. I'm sober now, but really, drugs help in your taste of music. And uh, if you if you like Rush, you haven't done enough drugs. That's my honest opinion. Because because dude's voice is annoying. Um, Working Man though, that's a damn good song, and that's because it sounds like Black Sabbath. Um, but uh, the Melvins performed, and they were they if if you don't know the melvin's work uh they're the band that it's inspired a lot of they're a band's band they've inspired more successful bands uh but their their best shows have been opening for bands that where their audiences hated them that's how i got introduced to them because they basically handed the ass of the guar audience uh to them uh be, by letting their amps feedback for 45 fucking minutes uh at a deafening level uh, to annoy these Guar fans who purposely would show up to the show early just to boo the opening bands. And the Melvins, what they did, they, they would let their amps feedback. People were wondering, what the fuck's going on? And then they would come out uh, one at a time, would try to, would act like they were about to start playing, put their instrument down, and go right the fuck backstage, which would piss them off even further. And, uh, and then they started playing, and their music is very unusual. It is not, it's a lot of different time signatures. It's just different. And uh, the Guar audience hated them. They played it louder, slower, heavier, and by the end of their set, half of that Guar audience was left was gone, and by the time and then when Guar played, it was awesome because uh, if you ever been to a Guar show, they're fun to watch, but their audience sucks, and uh, so it was nice to get a private Guar show, um, and that was courtesy of the Melvins, and the same thing happened to them at Rush, and uh, and the, like I said, so I can only imagine how you missed out on a wonderful fucking experience. Because again, Jason Cole's first words to me, oh yeah, uh, Melvin's, I saw them open for Rush. I'm like, yeah, I know about that show. It's a classic show. And, the Mel- goes, and this, is, this is his next words. Yeah, I didn't like them too much. If you see somebody wearing a band's t-shirt, chances are you might assume that they are a fan of the band of the t-shirt they are wearing. And especially if they go by the stupid stage name Mean Dave, Probably not best to tell them that you didn't like the band uh, because that, that of the t-shirt they're wearing because they will hold a grudge to their fucking death. And, and, and Rush is quitting, which is the good news, everybody. Rush is retiring, and the Melvins are still playing successfully. Wonderful. I've been Mean Dave. Fuck off. Have a wonderful night. Mean Dave, everybody. I love the Melvins. I don't even know who they are, but I love them. I want people to like me. Uh, yeah. You guys ready for your next comic? Yeah, I just heard the fuck up, so give it up real loud for Elizabeth Simone. Hey, so uh, have you all heard about how sitting is bad for you now? Yeah, apparently sitting's the new smoking. I just want to say I'm really worried about all of you right now. I'm concerned about your health. Yeah, I saw this headline. It said, sitting will kill you even if you exercise. Sitting's the new smoking. If you meditate, and I know probably some of you do, come on, it's San Francisco. I, I think maybe between the benefits of meditation and the health risks of sitting, you've broken even. 
People already use standing desks. I feel like I know where we're going to be in 10 years at restaurants. Oh, we need to be in the standing section. I can't be in round sitters, you know, secondhand sitting or at 12-step meetings. Hi, my name's Brenda. I'm a sitting addict. It's uh, It's been about uh, 20 minutes since I last had a seat or on airplanes. Attention passengers, this is a non-sitting flight. FAA regulations say that you cannot sit in the airplane lavatory. I feel like in 10 years we're going to look back on now and we're going to be like, can you believe people used to sit at work just all day? You could just sit in your office. You used to be able to sit in bars, like inside the bar. Women used to sit when they were pregnant. We didn't know it was bad for us. I bet all our mothers sat while pregnant. To think we used to give our seats to pregnant women on the bus. God damn, that's the kind of propaganda you'd expect from big chair, right? Oh my God. And don't even get me started on like toy cars and little plastic seats for kids. Yeah, get them hooked early, make them think it's cool. God, the seat industry. Um, so I have, uh, I have incredibly cold hands and feet. I, uh, my, my hands and feet are actually as cold as inanimate objects. That is true. I learned that at the Exploratorium. They have, a, uh, they have a camera that shows you heat and cold on a screen. My hands, just as cold as metal objects. That was very validating for me. Um, yeah, so, so, you know, I'm just looking for a warm body, like most people. I'm just, I'm just looking to stay warm. Um, but I find that on, on online dating apps, my, my needs are not really represented, you know, like on OkCupid, the like just here for section, those options should be long-term relationship, short-term relationship, not dying of cold in the middle of the night. I, uh, when Tinder first came out, I was really excited because I, I thought it was an app for finding the nearest fireplace in your neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Um, so when I, when I see someone and I say that they're hot, I'm using that word in a more basic, less colloquial way than you might like, oh yeah, look at that hottie. I would rate her at a 98.6. 98.6 is my minimum. If you have a fever, we should go out. Okay. I'm Elizabeth Simone and that's my time. Give it up for your host. Elizabeth Simone, everybody, give it up. All right, yes, your next comic. I knew a dude in high school with the same name as him. He was a fucking nerd. Uh, then he went and joined a frat and became an alcoholic nerd. Uh, anyway, I love him. Give it up super loud for Jason Cole. There's an elderly couple that live in my neighborhood. They must be well into their 80s. And every evening, like clockwork, they take their two little dogs out for a walk. And every time, this old couple, they hold hands. Isn't that special? I tell you, no matter how many times I've seen it, it never fails to warm my heart. And being neighbors with them going on 10 years, 10 years of bearing witness to their everlasting love. 
not a day goes by where I don't regret <clears throat> that time I shit in their mailbox <laughs> for being honest mutiny every time I shit in their mailbox I've regretted it Halloween of course 9-11 uh, yesterday the point of the story is that never give up on love your love of shitting in mailboxes thank you that's my opener Ooh. Now that we're all best friends. I saw, have you seen these uh, billboards in Oakland coming here? It says, when you die, you will meet God. Have you seen those? Great. Even after I die, there's fucking meetings. Great. You're going up there like, where's the Coke and the hookers? Well, you have a one-on-one -on -one with fucking the boss. Oh, well, this kind of sucks. Where's that highway to hell, right, Ba? Oh, crap. You ever get so drunk, you think you're scuba diving, but you're actually taking a breathalyzer? <laughs> you reach out for what you think is a starfish, but it's actually the sheriff's badge. You're like, yeah, that's pretty drunk. I'm getting to that age where uh, people are starting to call me sir. It's kind of bullshit, you know. I'm not that old, and it's just disrespectful. It's always the same thing. How much have you had to drink tonight, sir? <laughs> sir, I'm gonna have to ask you to get out of the vehicle. Sir, stop resisting. That's a joke. <laughs> I'm a white guy. <laughs> I haven't talked to a cop since Hillary Clinton's husband was president, you know, back then. Oh, you're a good audience. Four minutes. It's a, it's a brainwash set tonight, guys. Uh, here, uh, I'm single and looking for love. What? Fox News alert. Uh, I want to meet a girl the old-fashioned way, you know, without a paternity test. You know, I don't mind online dating, but like something like a chance encounter, you know, like at a coffee shop or a laundromat or the alley behind her house something magical or how about a bookstore remember bookstores they sold books little librarian thing our eyes meet across a room she's over in the romance section i'm in self-help you know she moves over to the travel section to let me know she's adventurous i'm like all right i move over to home improvement to let her know i'm good with my hands <laughs> uh, she moves over to astrology to let me know she's crazy. <laughs> I move over to the history section to let her know about my obsession with Hitler. <laughs> she moves over to the cash register to let me know she's leaving. <laughs> I move over to the true crime section to let her know I'm going to follow her. Uh, she moves over to the mall cop because she's now fearing for her safety. Uh, I move over to the Cinnabon because I'm fucking high. She moves over to the fountain because as it turns out, the mall cop's much creepier than me and I go over to the fountain and I throw a penny in and she makes a wish that I would leave her alone. I say I'm a comedian who has trouble anting jokes. Yeah. She laughs and we go back to her condo and make love seven times because it's my joke and uh, I finally have enough money for my penis reduction surgery and now with a manageable nine inches, Jason Cole lives happily ever after. Thank you. for Jason Cole, guys. Give it up. All right. Are you guys ready for your next comic? I sure the fuck hope so. Your next comic coming all the way from Berkeley, right? Give it up for Arjun Banerjee. Does it count if it takes you like 20 minutes to drive? I mean, from the other side of San Francisco, sometimes it takes more. You know what I mean? <laughs> Traffic, right? Ugh. What is the deal with that bridge? 
Why do they have the, 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 the license plate picture technology on the Golden Gate Bridge, but not on the Bay Bridge? That's actually a genuine question I have. Why? I mean, one's used all the time. The other one's just used by people from Marin and tourists. And, oh, and then, like, the other big people don't ever finish crossing it. Because um, they kill themselves. Am I right, guys? Ah, that's right, that's right, that's right. God's not real, guys, that's right. I'll say the unpopular thing in this devout room. I'll say that God's not real. And I'm not saying God doesn't exist. I'm just saying God's a fake-ass bitch. Okay? Now, I'd make some joke about something in the Bible that's stupid, but... It's not that long of a book, and it's 2,000 years old. All the original weird things you've noticed in the Bible, a million other people have noticed before. We're out of Bible jokes, I'm just saying. Okay. Second hot take. I don't like blowjobs, okay? I don't like blowjobs. Because, like, there's a part of the human body designed for penises to go into, and then men were like, I'm going to put it the one place they got sharp things. That's the end of that joke, because that, I, it didn't used to be the end of that joke, but that's the only part of the joke that people laugh at, so now it's the end of that joke. See? Gotta cut it down. Some people like to expand their jokes, but I want to be funny. Um, I'm not saying other people who expand their jokes aren't funny, I'm just saying when I expand my jokes, they just get worse. Uh, people who say they hate kids often say they don't want kids, which is confusing. Uh, because having kids is the only way you're allowed to hit them. <laughs> you know? Just pop one out and pun it. Uh, I took a sociopath test on the internet the other day, and it was 50 questions long. They were all true or false. The first question was, do you like being around people? True or false? The second question was, do you like making fun of others and being made fun of? True or false? And then the third question the th okay, guys, this is going to be really funny. So I took a sociopath test on the internet the other day. It was 50 questions long. I did the first and second question. It's not that funny. But the third question, the third question on this 50-question sociopath test was, are you pathologically egotistic and incapable of love, true or false? So the third question on this 50-question sociopath test was, are you a sociopath, true or false? Uh, so I mark true, because that's what my therapist says. I mean, like, he says I'm on, like, yeah. He says on the spectrum, but not of the bad one. Anyway. Um, but anyway, the thing is, so I, I probably, I probably am, I'm a little one. But the, the fact that I'm a sociopath makes it, like, so much more impressive than I'm a liberal, you know? Like, like I care about poor people when I don't even care about people. <laughs> Like, okay, here's my final joke. I, I've been working out recently, uh, and I don't understand personal trainers. Like, I've never been exercising and thought to myself, man, I wish the hottest person I've ever seen was criticizing me right now. <laughs> like, I've never been working out and thought to myself, you know what would make this a lot better? Jealousy and someone telling me what to do. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Argent Banerjee, everybody. Give it up. God's a pussy, right? Isn't that what he said? <laughs> anyway. Oh, a fake-ass bitch. Even better. I like it. He's a gold digger, too. Anyway. 
You guys ready for your next comic? I sure the fuck hope so. Give it up for Eric Summers. Hey. Hey. Oh, it is? Oh, great. We're on radio? Fantastic. Thank you guys for coming out tonight. I know it's a tough ticket to get. Um, I love being in San Francisco. You guys, I am. Uh, I live in the Bay Area, but I'm not from the Bay Area. Uh, full disclosure, I was born and raised in Los Angeles. Thank you. So to recap, I've lived my entire life in Hollywood until five years ago I moved up here uh, to break into show business. I'm a world-class imbecile. It's fantastic. Uh, my wife's family is all up here. My family's still down in L.A. And uh, for Thanksgiving, I got to, I got to go back. It, have you guys driven from, uh, from L.A. or from San Francisco to L.A.? You've got to do it on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Uh, Ten hours. And you're going to want to have a small child in the back seat <laughs> to enhance the experience. But the absolute best part of the trip, I forgot my CDs, so I got to listen to the radio on I-5 on I-5 from Gilroy to LA. You're not giving the proper reaction. The I-5 from Gilroy to LA is basically farmland and hideouts. The radio is two choices. You can either have a religious guy yelling at you or some heavy metal that's so dark, all you can think is, man, these guys could use a religious guy yelling at them. Uh, it makes sense. It's just not fun. And halfway down, I pulled off at one of these roadside gas stations. Like, that's the whole town is the gas station. I opened the door. I got Iron Maiden blaring out of the speakers. The attendant, he's listening to the same song. He thinks we're buddies. Starts chatting me up. He's like, hey, man, where are you from? I'm like, civilization. <laughs> I, uh, and I'm not trying to be a dick. Like, this guy's he's doing good work. Like, we need this guy. But where's this friendship going, right? I want to nip it in the bud for both of us. What are we going to be, pen pals? I live in San Francisco. He lives in the city of gas station. How's that going to work? Hi, Nathaniel. How's unleaded? I... That's fine. So I had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, but for the ride home, I asked my, thank you. I asked my, uh, I asked my brother, could I borrow you know, a CD? He's like, oh, anything for you. My brother from the same mother, because comedy doesn't run in the family. And uh, I borrowed the Eagles' greatest hits, because I'm cool and I'm old. <laughs> and I got an hour out of L.A., I opened up the case. Inside is Nickelback. <laughs> he is funnier than me. It's like, uncool. Um, so then I get home, and I'm like, I'm looking at this case in my front seat. I'm like, I got to get rid of this. So I take it to the post office. Are they working on commission at the post office now? Because they're upselling me from the minute I walk in. They're like, okay, you can send this back regular mail. Uh, it'll be $3. It'll get there in four or five days. Or you can send it overnight for $18. I'm not sure he wants it back at all, right? Plus, it's a CD. It's not a kidney. Like, if my brother ever needs a vital organ, I'll look into the $18 program. I'm not a monster. She asked me, you want insurance? Yeah, how much can I buy? Like, I got a bad feeling about this parcel. It may break as I'm handing it to you. Wink, wink. We can go halfsies. And then she's all, you want us to let, it, let you know when it gets there? 
What? Yeah, we can send you an email when it arrives. I go, okay. A dollar fifty. Lady, you know my brother could send me an email for free, right? Like, I'm sending it to LA, not back in time. All right, I guess I have to settle for that. Thank you so much. Eric Summers, everybody. Give it up loud. Holy fucking shit. We are crushing it tonight, guys. Are you ready for your next comedian? I want to hear it. Are you ready for your next comedian? This guy has been all over. You're going to love him. Give it up for Sid Singh. You're a This is I, I got here late because I was eating Mexican food across. It's very good. It's very good Mexican food. You know, and you know how you know that it's not just that it's full of Mexicans eating the food. You know what I mean? But that's a good indication. It's because there are so many kids crying, and their parents don't care because they want to finish the food. Like that is the best indicator I've ever seen that that food is good. Uh, that was delicious. I apologize for being... Why are there so many people here? Is that a weird question to ask? That's all I want to know. That's all that's been on my mind. I've been here for 30 seconds. It's the only... Why are you here? Are you here to see a friend? He's your favorite. He's your favorite? Oh, okay. I didn't mean like that. That's fine. You, he should be your favorite. He seems great. I don't know him at all. Uh, if you have this many people who like you, you should take them to a show. That's all. All right. <clears throat> now that I've won the crowd over, uh, <laughs> I am a feminist, which is a stupid thing to say right now as a man. <laughs> like, there's nothing that's ever been more suspicious than in 2018 a man saying he's a feminist. I just sound like a bank robber who's like, ah, no, I would never rob a bank. Like, that's what I sound like when I say I'm a feminist. I'm a feminist, or as society calls it, a liar. All right. Uh, I am a feminist, though. But I, I think, I, and I think it's cool for me to be a feminist because my feminism uh has so little to do with women all right let me explain uh so i've been a comic nine years now and i get a lot of questions when i'm on the road or whatever like oh uh, you think women are funny right and i think that's crazy that we're still asking that question in 2018 right because like obviously in 2018 we know that women uh are not funny all right they're not funny but you know who else is not funny uh, men, all right? Men are equal. You guys have sat through, what, six comics? You know men are not funny, all right? And in fact, men are worse because not only are we not funny, but we will keep telling you jokes long after you clearly want us to stop, all right? Yes, men are not funny. Like, men are way worse. Right? We don't even, even want to keep telling you jokes, but we got promoted to middle management for no reason, and we can't help ourselves, you know what I mean? Like, that is how I view feminism, all right? I am not a feminist because I think women are amazing. All right, I am a feminist because I know men are terrible. Like, I don't understand why we deserve higher status. You know what I mean? It makes no sense to me. It's like, are women amazing? I don't know. I know a few amazing women. But I know a ton of terrible dudes. You know what I mean? Like, that's a way better marketing strategy to focus on them. Like, everyone in this room can name five dudes they would love to punch in the face. You know what I mean? For some of you, I'm at least two of them, it turns out. <laughs> and it's interesting. You know, I... <laughs> I hope I hope that gets recorded as well. Uh I will say this, I broke up with a girl recently and I think it made me a stronger feminist. Yeah. I do. I think it really did, you know? Cuz she broke up with me and now I you know, uh, I I want to be angry at her, but I don't. I can't 
there's a patriarchy, you know what I mean? It feels like bullying right now. And so now I cannot wait, uh, and I will do whatever I can to make sure women get paid as much as uh, men do, that they can go outside and feel safe, that they get every opportunity that they deserve, and I'm going to do that so that I can call Melissa a cunt. Like, do you understand? Like, I cannot wait. Like, right now, it feels like bullying, but after equality, it'll feel like justice. Like, do you understand? Like that? It's a tough word, I know. It's interesting, though. I, 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 think we, I think we have chosen our words poorly, you know? Uh, like, uh, I hate that term basic bitch, you know? I think that's a stupid term. No one should aspire to that. Like, I don't want it. Like, I'm, I'm 29. I can only pay for half the meal. You should also bring half the opinions. I do not want a basic bitch. Like, you, if anything, what I want is a complex cunt. Like, you understand? Like, the hat is what I'm looking for. Like, be a little crazy. I don't mind. Who am I to say I deserve better than that, you know? <clears throat> See? I want him over. You know what I mean? He was iffy at first. I want him over. <clears throat> we don't know. Uh, I'll tell you this. I was telling that joke in uh, Scotland recently, and this uh, Irish girl comes up to me. This is real. And she goes, oh, my God. I've never thought of this before, but I consider myself a complex cunt. But you should know that bitch is a super offensive term for women. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, Damn. You are a complex cunt, you know what I mean? All right, cool, good enough. Peace. Sit sing, everybody. He said cunt and bitch all in the same set. I am proud to be an American right now. Anyway, are you guys ready for your next comedian? Everyone's talking amongst themselves. It doesn't seem like it. Anyway, your next comedian, very funny guy. Give it up for Mark Dittmer. Wow. Holy shit. Okay. Um, four minutes. This is like, uh, okay, first of all, uh, it's, it's, it's great to be here. Um, I'm gonna like walk around this new stage. This is like this is cool, but um, yeah, I it's so weird. Uh, I've been here. Uh, or I've I've been thinking about this four minutes for like the last few couple. I don't know. It, it like the, my attention to these four minutes like goes from like I'm not thinking about it, not thinking about it. But then as I'm yeah, leaving work, I make myself like okay, I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm living. I'm working in Oakland. I'm like okay, I'm gonna make the trip. I'm, uh, so I get on the, you know, I get on the BART and then it, then it starts going like, I'm going to the BART, I'm walking down the, you know, thing and it's like, okay, I guess I'm going to, you know, I guess I'm going to do this. But like, uh, but damn, I'm, I'm tired, you know, it's like, and I was thinking why, you know, well, uh, you know, I, but I, but I've got to come, I've got to be a professional, you know, you're paid to do a job. Uh, you got to come out and do the job, but you know, then, you know, okay, well I'm, you're paid like figuratively, like I'm paid by, you know, my, my, I gotta be here for the people that expect me to be here. Well, nobody expects me to be here. Like, I don't know any of you guys. Um, I'm gonna be here for my fans. I don't have any fans, you know, it's not like, uh, it's like, what the fuck am I doing here? Um, yeah, no, seriously, it's, 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 I'm gonna get, get serious here. <laughs> Thank you, yeah, that's good. Um, I was thinking that uh, it would be cool uh, to have a set be like the Memento movie, you know, where you go like end, like start with the end and then work backwards. Some one of you, somebody's set made me think this. Like, th that's why the, maybe that's why the Memento is a good movie because you you know, because it's not how you start that's difficult; it's how you end that's difficult. So, if I could just end with the begin beginning and then begin with the end, I guess it's kind of like I don't know, maybe you haven't seen Memento, but that's how that movie works. <laughs> 
Or or the Benjamin Button one where you start out old and then you. But I, I don't know what that would look like. Like, wouldn't I have to like like figure out how to say words backwards? Like maybe just use only words that like are words when you say them backwards. Like if you just like rearrange the letters, or like because. I mean, I could, like, if I walk around the stage backwards, would that sort of do it? Like, um, yeah, you know, I, so anyway, I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so yeah, uh, I came from Oakland. Uh, anybody, anybody here from the East Bay? Yeah, all right, East Bay. Um, I, I, come, I always feel like it's, wow, it's really different because you, like, get in, get in BART or you go on the bridge, you know, you're, like, in a totally different, like, you know, you've had, like, a change by when you go over there, like... But then you have to like you have to go to some spots that are like grungy enough where it's like oh no it's the same shit you know what I mean it's like there's just some water in between you know it's really like the same place but then I don't know there's something real about the difference too like I live in Emeryville I mean you know every you guys been in Emeryville yeah come on come on from Emeryville what the fuck people Emeryville where's my where's my Emeryville people um, sorry I got a little overexcited there didn't I that was, that was too much that was too much. Um, yeah, so, uh, but that, that's like not a real place. You know what I mean? Like, Emeryville's not a real place. That was beautiful. <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, no, you know, um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know really about being funny, but I like, I'm being counterintuitive. Like, I, I just like, that's the, that's the word of the day, everybody. Everybody say counterintuitive. All right, is anybody here going to watch the Super Bowl? Are you guys going to watch it? Oh shit! The Super Bowl is nobody. Nobody's gonna watch the Super Bowl. Fucking a! Give it up. What, what's that? It's not because Colin Kaepernick's not playing. I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna stand for the national anthem, but I'm not gonna watch the. Oh whatever. All right. Uh, hey, um, hey, I'm Mark Dimmer, everybody. Uh, it's good, good to be here. Um, here comes some jokes. Mark Dimmer, give it up for him. Come on, people! Jesus fucking. Oh man, I'm gonna watch the Super Bowl, watch Tom Brady beat the shit out of everybody, and then I'm gonna rub it in everyone's face. I could give a shit, but I know how angry people are about this Tommy dude. So I hope he whoops their ass, just so I can talk shit, George. I'm probably not even gonna watch the game, but I'm gonna watch the highlights and then just smear it all over their faces. Anyway, I'm through talking. Anybody else ready for the next comedian? All right, give it up super loud for Peter Clanter. I made it. This is a big time mutiny radio. Um, so I just want to address the elephant in the room. Hey, Ian, how's it going? Say hi to everyone for me. No, I'm just, just kidding. This device I'm wearing that looks like a cross between overalls and a, a baby bib. Uh, this is, I, I've been telling people that I, I dislocated my shoulder snowboarding, but the real reason is, is that, um, at home we just got upgraded to high-speed internet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. No, but I, I'm from Florida. I grew up in Florida, and I went to school there, and then after school, I ended up moving to Wisconsin, um, got my first taste of the Midwest, and I found everybody there was really nice, super friendly people. And so, you know, I'd get to talking to them and I'd ask them, you know, like, oh, where are you from? What are, what are kind of like the, the things to see, like the cities to go visit in Wisconsin? And something they would do is, oh, I, I used to have two hands for this joke. I, now I just have one. Um, something they would do is they'd, they'd say, oh, you can pull it, you just hold up your hand and this, you have Wisconsin right here. 
You know, you've got Lake Michigan is that part between your thumb and your hand. And then you've got like Madison in the middle. You've got like Green Bay's up here up north. And then Milwaukee's a little bit further south. And I was like, oh, that's, that's really cool. I was like, and I want to be, they're asking me too, you know, like, where are you from in Florida where your parents live and stuff? And I want to be just as helpful, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, I got, I got a body part I can show you that looks just like Florida. <laughs> so I whip out my dick and I'm showing them and I'm like, up here at the base, you've got, you've got Tampa, there's Pensacola, Jacksonville. You're going a little bit further south now, about right about in the middle, that freckle there, that's Orlando. So I went to school. Traveling down the interstate, the, you can take the I-95 vein if you want to. Going down, getting to part, a little irritated, a little red, a little rashy, that's the Everglades. Doesn't look so good, it's a lot of swampland. Anyways, if you get past that, that'll clear up soon, I'm pretty sure. You get past that, down at the tip, that's my, you got Miami. Miami at the tip. And I tell them, it'll, I'll show you the keys, but it's gonna take a couple dates. Um, so I also tutor kids, not in geography, obviously, no, but what I like to do is, um, I like to, I like to take things from them to teach them life is unfair. So I've got like 40 fidget spinners. If anybody wants to buy one, I hit up mission high on the way over here tonight. Um, yeah, and then, so, I mean, those are kind of like the jokes I prepared, so I, now I kind of want to open up the floor to some Q&A if anybody has any questions. <laughs> Anything? Um, any takers? Any hands? What was on the internet? What was what? What was on your high-speed internet? Oh, it was on my high-speed internet. Oh, um, you're going to have to, I couldn't tell you because I used the incognito browser. <laughs> yeah, I made sure about that one. Hey, Alex, my roommate's here. How's it going? <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it for me. Thanks, guys. What up, Peter, guys? Wow, all these people here for Peter. He's got a following already. Shit, how many Twitter followers do you have? You don't have any. Dude, fucking get on Twitter, dude. Life followers. What are you, Jesus? <laughs> Jesus. See how I did that? <laughs> oh, man. What a host this is. Anyway, are you guys ready for your next comedian? This dude comes from far, far, far away. I'm not even sure where, but I love him, everybody. Give it up for David Roth. <laughs> Good job. That was your special little Netflix taping, but right here at Mutiny Radio, I don't come from Israel. I come from North Beach. Um, I was hanging out with like my nephews over the holidays, and uh, we pl I taught them this game. There's one in like sixth grade and one in like second grade, and I was like, let's play this game where we take these like Scrabble tiles and we like spell our names and then we like jumble around the tiles and try to make new words from that. So like my name is David Roth and I had him like jumble around the letters and they came back with hot David R. I was like, that's kind of weird, uh, but thank you. And then my dad's name is Michael Roth and, they, and like the second, the second grade one was like, look, Uncle David, look, Uncle David. And his name spelled out Macho Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Which is second grade. It's like how, when do we start teaching Jews about Hitler? I feel like that's very, I feel like when I was like at that age, I only knew about three people in my life, mom, dad, and Hitler. <laughs> 
I um, I was expecting to go to the bathroom before I did my set, so now I'm just thinking about how much I have to pee. But I'll be fine. Uh, I get like I get like I rage about the about the weirdest things. Um, like my biggest blowups, they're about like taboo and Scrabble and like dumb TV things. Like that's what I know. People are like worried about like DACA and the Dreamers and Black Lives Matter, and I'm just like all I give a shit about is board games. Um, but yeah, like I was, yeah, I was watching this. Uh, I was watching this movie on uh, TBS called We Bought a Zoo. Do you guys remember that? The 2011 film We Bought a Zoo. And I just started getting riled up because it was like 25 minutes into the movie and they hadn't yet purchased the zoo. Like, you don't need to know the history of this movie to know that that's what they should be doing by 25 minutes. And like, Matt Damon's brother's in it, and he's like, why are you going to buy the zoo? It's kind of far from town. I'm like, dude, that is a conversation you have off screen and before the movie starts. Like, otherwise, just name the movie, Should We Buy a Zoo? Like, that, that didn't happen with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, you know? There was no one just like... <laughs> There's no like fucking woman like, I don't know, what do you think's gonna happen? Should we or should we not see these kids in full size throughout the duration of the film? Will they or will they not shrink the kids? I fucked that one up. Uh, <laughs> fucked it up a little bit. I had a, uh, I had a woman break up with me because my zodiac sign is cancer. Yeah, only San Francisco. Is anyone else here a cancer? Yeah, she would have broken up with you too. Uh, <laughs> You know what it means to be a cancer, right? I know. She's, oh my God, I just made you so sad. Yeah, maybe that's why they don't date us. Uh, basically what it means when you're a cancer, it means that your parents fucked in October. That's like all cancer really is. That's all the zodiac sign really tells you. It's basically just like when your parents had sex, you know? But like I have a different theory about like, like who we are. It's not really about like when our parents had sex, you know? It's more about like how our parents had sex, like the position. <laughs> because me, I'm a classic. This is just 100% purebred missionary, baby. <laughs> no one wants to look me in the eye right now, that's fine. Uh, no, but I could, tell I, wanted, I could tell I was a missionary baby the moment I first got on stage because I just loved the eye contact. <laughs> yeah, this is the stuff. Should I slow down? Is this good for you too? <laughs> you actually seem, you seem kind of like a little bit, a little fun. Maybe have a wild streak, a little rowdy. I'm guessing perhaps you are a cowgirl? Oh my God, guys, she doesn't want to look me in the eye. Reverse cowgirl. What else do we have? Maybe, mm, spread eagle? Uh, doggy, that doggy style? No? Uh, Gene, you look like the product of something not totally consensual. Uh, all right, that's my time, guys. Thank you so much. Give it up for David Roth, everybody. All right. I am a cancer. I am. My parents fucked on Halloween. I'm sure of it. I have no idea. Maybe. My dad was probably the cookie monster. <laughs> They created a fat baby. <laughs> that bastard. Anyway, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about up here, but I'm having a good time. Are you having a good time? All right. Give it up for your next comic. Coming all the way from Russia. Give it up for Gene Feld. Keep it going for David, everybody. 
He's in the bathroom, but he can hear you just fine. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, if you're a cancer, I mean, you don't know if you, like that joke needs to be updated. Like what about like all of these like fertility techniques? I think if you're a cancer, the only thing you know for sure is your parents did not fuck in August. I don't know. All right, anyways. Maybe I should do some of my own material. What do you guys say? I don't know. I really enjoy traveling. Anybody else? Yeah? Where do you like to go? What was like, what's like your favorite like trip that you've ever taken? Uh, Cuba. Cuba. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I recently got back from an uh, ego trip. Um, boy, is my wrist tired. Uh, but anyways, enough about traveling. <laughs> I don't know. Like, if you had way too much money, like, what would be like some, like, just frivolous shit that you would spend it on? Like anybody. Yeah, there you go. But like more than that, you know, like not if you had a job, but like like way too much money. I know, like you know, people pay like thousands of dollars for like to take a picture with a president. Like people pay like five thousand dollars to take a picture with Bill Clinton. You know, Bush was like maybe three grand. Uh, Donald Trump is gonna be at the borders tonight, uh, so you get there, you can get it for nine ninety nine. Uh, but um, but it's not the point. You know, like I just don't see how like. If I could spend any money I could, instead of taking pictures of the president, I would pay a fuck ton of money to drop acid with the Dalai Lama. Because like, that would be like, just an amazing experience. <laughs> All right, not too many people have done acid here. I don't know what's happening to this town. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. Uh, I think San Francisco needs a commercial, you know, because now that like marijuana is recreational, you know, like Vegas, they have their slogan, right? Like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Like San Francisco needs to do something like that. You gotta get ahead of that shit. You know, the commercial should be like, what happens in San Francisco? What happens in San Francisco? Chill out, dude. He's like, fuck Vegas. Like, that's it. That's the commercial. <laughs> I don't know. Any, any self-obsessed assholes over here? <laughs> All right, we got a few. I don't know. I know why America is so divided. Like that that that's what I'm trying to illustrate here. You know? Like it's because we're insecure and cocky at the same time. Like that that's really what's going on. And we use being cocky to cover to cover up for insecure. You know, like like take an average Trump voter, you know, like we we can call him Buck. And you know, you put Buck next to like, you know, one of the assholes from here, from San Francisco who thinks that it's cool to make fun of the president and drop acid. Um, and you know, like, Buck is gonna be insecure about the fact that he did, you know, way worse in geometry, and uh, he's gonna be cocky about the fact that, you know, he would beat you up, and you'll be insecure about the fact that you can't, like, strangle a grizzly, but you'll be cocky about the fact that you can beat the fuck out of him in Scrabble, and, um, and the whole shit is just like cock blocked. Like there's just too much cock. That's what's going on. Thank you very much, guys. I'm Gene Fell. No one can speak to me. All right. Too much cock. <laughs> That's what he said. I don't know what he's talking about, but too much cock. I agree. You guys agree? I agree. Anyway. Gene Feld. Give it up for Gene Feld. <laughs> 
Yes, 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 yes. See how I got the attention back? That's what. <laughs> anyway, your next comic, fucking rugby enthusiast. This guy is a killer, guys. Give it up for Marty Connie. Come by every All right, how we doing? What a what a lovely crowd we have here. Uh, Gene was talking about traveling. Well, actually, I just got back from Columbia, and boy, is my nose tired. <laughs> Seriously, guys, they love cocaine down there. Uh, and it's weird because uh, it was weird for me being down there in a place where everybody's trying to sell me cocaine and try, instead of trying to buy it off of me. Uh, I, mo- I blame this gold chain. I think it's like... Uh, you know, just really, it's like a, what do you call it, like a mating call for like, hey, this guy probably stays up too late all the time and uh, has really dumb conversations. Uh, I don't know. It, I, I actually was the first time I tried cocaine was in Colombia, which is a high standard to set. That's a high bar. Um, and so I've been drinking all day and I was just like, someone offered me a line. I was like, you know what? When in Rome, you do some blow, right? Like that's, that's how the saying goes, right? So I, uh, yeah, I go, I do the line and all of a sudden... I'm sober. I'm like, what the fuck kind of bullshit drug is this? I spent all day and like 80 bucks getting the good drunk on. I spent 80 bucks and five seconds getting sober. Like, who the fuck likes this drug? What was the point of this? Like, now I'm just wide awake at 4 a.m., pissed off and wanting to talk people's ears off about the intricacies of independent wrestling. Like, nobody gives a shit. Nobody wants to hear that. Like, I could do that on a Wednesday night for like five bucks, okay? Not a big deal. I don't know. No, it was a very educational trip for me, uh, Columbia. I learned a lot. Uh, learned a lot about the language barrier and the cultural barrier. Uh, for uh, does anybody here speak Spanish? Any any Spanish speakers in here? So we got one. We got this. Enough. You'll you'll find out. You'll you know enough to know how bad I am at speaking Spanish when you hear the things I was saying. Like for example, I went to order uh, black beans, and I uh, said. Um, uh, Yo quiero uh, frijole n-words. Uh, I was like, oh, that's not what we say. That's not it. I feel like that's the next way that white guys are going to try to get around saying the n-word, though. It's like, like, ha negro, my negro. Like, oh, no, it's a soft D. It's fine. Uh, not cool, guys. Not cool. Uh, no, but another thing, I, I went to go order a tried to buy a wife beater because it was real hot down there, right? Tried to go uh, at a store buy a wife beater, and I... You know, put it into Google Translate, like, you know, and it comes out and I uh, go to ask the do- uh, storekeeper, uh, you know, where are your wife beaters? Say, donde esta los esposas batadores? Um, but a here who speaks Spanish knows that I just went up and asked her, where are your domestic abusers? Um, and it made me realize, like, wow, that is a really weird thing that we do. Like, we have a piece of clothing named after, like, the worst stereotype we can think of of somebody who wears it. Like... That's something we do, we do, and we all just casually call it that. Like they call it a rib tank top, guys. They don't call it a fucking wife beater. But I thought about that. Like maybe we should be doing that with more clothing, right? Like maybe we could do that with more, more stuff. I don't know. Instead of like, um, for example, uh, instead of Birkenstocks, you could just call them like old lesbians. Um, <laughs> if instead of like Crocs, you could call them like cereal virgins. Um, instead of like wrist sleeves, you could just call them scar hiders or. Uh, Instead of, uh, let's see, I don't know, instead of bolo ties, you just call them outspoken racists. Or uh, instead of uh, capris, you could just call them Euro tourists. Uh, 
That's all I got on that one, guys. But I'll leave you with a quick, quick one before I step off the stage here. You guys like dad jokes? Yeah, yeah, yeah all right. I got, I got a good one for you. Uh, I feel like when I die, I don't want to be buried in a coffin. I feel like I'm more of a sarcophagi. <laughs> I really shouldn't be telling dad jokes anymore, though, guys, ever since my doctor told me that I'm sterile. Uh, all right, thanks a lot for the time. You guys have a good night. Marty Cunny, everybody. Give it up for Marty Cunny. Do you guys like uncle jokes? Because <clears throat> I've got one. Do you like them? You have to like them for me to tell you. <laughs> so when I was a kid, my uncle used to touch me. And uh, the only way I was able to get through it was I would just close my eyes and imagine it was my aunt. You got to wait for the laughs. Anyway, are you ready for your next comedian? Huh? Are you ready? Give it up. Give it up super loud for Stephen Massey. It's good to see you again. And, and uh, it's Stefan once again. Uh, uh, Marty... You reminded me of a story from my own youth. Uh, I actually dated a Hispanic girl uh, when I was in high school, and I had dinner with her family one time, and uh, they invited me to go with them on a boat ride at Lake Merritt the next day, and I was like, oh, cool, so, and I wanted to impress him, so I said, uh, estoy muy excitado. Yeah, and the few Spanish speakers in the room know that I just told that my girlfriend's parents I'm very horny. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, uh, we have a cat at my house. Um, I, I say we have a cat. It's more like a cat has decided that we are its family. If, yeah, anyone who's, who's had one of those knows what I'm talking about. Um, and, uh, she came over today and she was very, um, uh, more, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, she was more of an attention whore than, than usual today, which is, you know, something I can relate to. Uh, but, uh, she, uh, was just rubbing all up on me, trying to get scratches and pets, and I was happy to oblige. Uh, and I realized that it was because she had been skunked last week. I could smell very faintly the skunk scent on her. They had been washed away, but still there. Uh, and so she was yelling at me. I, I say yelling. It was more like aggravated chirping, you know, those sounds cats make. Um, and, I, you know, uh, you know do, but, you know, don't we all... Uh, um, all of us want someone to uh, just hold us and reassure us that we're still pretty, fluffy, and lovable. Isn't that all we want? Cats have it figured out. Seriously, all they want in life is to look good, have a steady food source, and to viciously tear apart any foolish creatures that would dare intrude on their domain and have their master praise them for leaving the carcass on their doorstep. It's the best life, really. Uh, I just I was listening to uh, to the Coco soundtrack the other day. You guys see that movie, the new Pixar movie? It's, it's so fucking good. Um, I mean, what? Yeah, it is. Yes, thank you. I'm glad someone agrees. Uh, I, I, uh, I myself am a quarter Mexican on my mom's side. My mom is, is a wonderful woman. Um, once uh, at a party we were having, uh, she, we ran out of tequila, and so she brought out a bottle of mezcal, 
uh, if you don't know, mezcal is like the 151 to tequila. It's it's like, and it's kind of like uh, getting a flamethrower because you can't find a book of matches doing stuff like that. Um, but yeah, my my heritage never really uh, informed my uh, my upbringing, unfortunately. I didn't really, uh, you know, except for all the Mexican food we eat, but I mean, it's California, who doesn't? Um, but you know, other than that, I feel like I just got into Pan Dulce way too late in life, uh, and I didn't even get to have a quinceanera, so it was just a huge jip. <laughs> On all fronts. Um, I didn't think this would... Oh, uh, oh yeah, I wanted to talk about my beard. Um, uh, if, uh, for the listening audience, I'm in the process of growing a beard. Um, and I say that because like, it, it looks full, but it's not. Uh, there's, there's more floofiness to, to come. Uh, and it's, uh, you, it's, you have to look kind of close, but it's coming in lopsided. Um, which is fine because my face is lopsided too. And again, it might not look like it, but trust me, I've put in a lot of hours having this face. And I can tell you that it is deeply imperfect, along with most of the rest of me. Uh, <laughs> um, do anyone watch that show, uh, The Handmaid's Tale? And yeah, okay. I, I mean, it's, it's really, really good, but it's also like terribly horrified it's way too close to 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 comfort to to current state of affairs for comfort it's it's like genuinely one of the most like upsetting things you will watch but uh it's also deeply ironic that we have uh this show where a woman is taken against her will uh into a sort of cult-like atmosphere and uh made to uh do things she doesn't believe in um and this woman is portrayed by a phenomenal actress by the name of Elizabeth Moss, who is a Scientologist. And I think the real story of The Handmaid's Tale is going to be awakening Ms. Moss to the fact that she is acting out her real life on Hulu for our consumption. Thank you very much. I'm Stefan Massey. Stephen Massey, give it up, give it up. I got it right that time, did you hear? Jeez, I'm crushing this hosting position. Uh, just, this, this is hard. Do you want to try? It's really hard. I'm hitting. Do you see how entertained you are right now? You think that's the comedians? No. <laughs> anyway, you guys have been a lot of fun. Uh, your next comedian. Are you ready for your next comedian? All right, I want you to give it up really, really loud for Perry Borders! Hey guys, how's it going? Woo! Yay! Okay, now we're ready to get the show going. <laughs> okay, um, I feel like you can diagnose how I'm doing, like my current mental state just based on my YouTube history alone. <laughs> like if I see like fail compilations or like Walmart fights in my YouTube history, I'm not doing well. Like <laughs> I'm in a deep depression. Um, and someone needs to come help me. Um, I've been tall for a while now. <laughs> Quite some time. I think I actually came out of the womb 5'11". 
and I feel bad for my mom, but she's doing okay. They made a documentary about her. <laughs> they didn't. Um, <laughs> um, and so being tall, so you end up dating a lot of, and as if, if, you're, if you like men and you're a lady, you, you date a lot of short men, um, which is good. I mean, short men are excited <laughs> and ready to go. Um, <laughs> but they like to do this really cute thing where they pick you up, but they can't at all. <laughs> physically, they physically cannot pick you up, but they do it. Um, and it's usually like right before sex when it's like super hot to do that. Um, and just like a heads up, don't, don't do that. Please don't. Um, I would rather be crushed by a large rock than hear your grunt you picking me up like that is horrific and like the least sexy thing out there that makes me feel like Shrek <laughs> and I do not need to feel like him more than I already do um I guess the joke there was that I don't feel like Shrek most of the time it's okay let's it <laughs> um I don't let dogs lick my face because I'm not a crazy person. I will let a dog, like, I'll let a dog, like, lick my face for a little bit. But do you ever see people, like, get licked by a dog? And some of the, some people might be in here to do this. Uh, you get licked by, you see a person getting licked by a dog and they kind of linger. They let it happen for a little bit, <laughs> for a little bit of time. More than, I know it's you. You're the man <laughs> who lets, has an intimate relationship with their dog. Um... And I'm not gonna say that you're into bestiality. Like, I'm not gonna say, that's like too much, but um, I think you're like a, a step closer than I am. Because I'll, I'll, I'll stop it when it gets inappropriate. Um, I'm very self-conscious. I've become more self-assured, but um, something I still do worry about is uh, my car. Something particularly I worry, like people judging me, is uh, I worry that people judge the speed of my windshield wipers. Like it's only a couple drops out, why is she going full throttle? <laughs> What's wrong with her? She's a mess, um, and it's true. Um, oh, I found a really hot, hot tip from live experience. Um, <laughs> and it's for all the ladies out there. Uh, <laughs> if you're ever, if you ever need to pee and you don't want to ruin the momentum, just say, she knows what I'm going to say, say you're squirting. <laughs> it's genius because that's what it already is. Like don't, <laughs> squirting isn't some diluted water that is found in your gallbladder. Like it is urine. <laughs> Who are we kidding? And they'll take it as a huge compliment, like right over, um, their stomach. Kind of ruined that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right, I think that's the end. Thank you. No one is listening, Barry Porter's giving up. All right, note to self don't grunt when picking up the lady. <laughs> they don't like that. I had a girl fucking piss in my face the other day. I didn't even touch her yet. I was thinking, wow. I am good. Apparently not. She just had to piss. Is that, is that right? 
Anyway, holy shit. We got a really giant comet coming up next. I'm telling you, this dude is fucking, he's big. Are you guys ready for your next comic? Come on, are you ready for your next comic? I want you to give it up super loud for my good friend, Paul Conyers. Tall comics, let's do it. I like this portion of the show. This is good. What's up, everybody? Oh, I love talking about attributes that don't really translate over radio. This is fun. This is cool. Well, now I feel like I have to do my tall stuff. So let's uh, let's dive right in, guys. I, I I am a tall person. For anyone listening, um, you could just take my word for it. I promise. Um, I'm also a, a strong African American man, uh, and I. So, um, no, the first part is true. Uh, and and I, I am tall, and I don't mind when people ask me about my height. That's fine. What I mind, though, is when people tell me what they would do with my height. Like, it's very, like, the other day a guy came up to me. He was like, oh, man, if I was as tall as you, I'd be in the NBA. And he said it as if I was supposed to be like, oh, fuck, why didn't I think of that? Jeez. <laughs> do you think they're hiring? You guys know what the minimum annual salary in the NBA is? It's $540,000 a year. You don't think I checked into that shit? Yeah, they'll keep my resume on file. I, but that's, that, I also love that, uh, that mindset that apparently this guy thought that it, you could just be this tall and then I could just like wander on to an NBA court like, oh shit, Timberwolves, okay, yeah, sure. I call shooting guard. I don't know. I, I, uh, sometimes people irritate me asking about my height all the time. So I, I have something that I do that kind of just makes me kind of happy. Whenever I travel and I'm in an airport, I wear an Atlanta Hawks pullover. And uh, I don't know anyone who plays for the Atlanta Hawks, but guess who also doesn't? Everyone. So there are a lot of totally worthless photos on cell phones across the country of me just like with some guy and he's like oh guess what i ran into and i'm like yeah that's right famous atlanta hawk paul conyers how about that <clears throat> all right good i did my tall stuff moving on uh you guys are all like regular people did you just come for a show that is awesome how about give a hand for you guys thanks for supporting live comedy are you all, you're, uh, no, you're not, but I mean, you know, just most of you are regular, wow, that's cool. What's it like to be like the five most important people in my life right now? That's awesome. Good for you guys. Uh, I, I hope you guys are, you know, I hope this kicks off an awesome weekend for you. I'm going to, I'm going to be having some drinks a little bit later. I, I do enjoy that. You know, I, I was watching uh, TV the other night and uh, I saw a new commercial for Hennessy and I guess they have a new ad campaign and it's, uh, they have a new slogan. It's, it's Hennessy, never stop, never settle, which is kind of weird. Cause isn't that kind of like, I don't know, the last thing an alcoholic needs to be told, <laughs> like, don't stop now, you pussy. You know, I don't know about you guys, but anytime I ever go out drinking, my night always ends with someone telling me to stop and settle down, you know, like get out of the tree, Paul. Uh, I don't never stop, never settle. That that sounds like that doesn't sound like a slogan for alcohol. That sounds like that should be from like the Louis C.K. School of Dating or something. You know, uh, that always hurts comics, but I like saying it. 
I, I mean, I'm sure they mean it in like an abstract way. Like in life, in life, you should never stop. You should never settle, which is true. But like, who's getting their daily inspiration from their Hennessy bottle? Is anyone taking that 7.30 a.m. poll and be like, God damn it, this is the day I get that promotion. Going to march right in there and get it. But I think, uh, I, but that's fine. You know, I think if, if, if they're going to do that, then I think other alcohol brands should also embrace the horribly misguided slogan mindset. Wouldn't that be cool if you just turned on the TV and you saw a commercial and it was like, Jack Daniels, I think that guy's talking shit. <laughs> like Captain Morgan, anything a pirate does is fine. <laughs> and finally, Four loco. What would she be doing at this frat party if she weren't 18? You know? That one always gets some groans, and I just want to apologize to all those classy, sophisticated Four loco drinkers. Uh, please, when you go home tonight, pull your Maserati into your mansion, pour yourself a nice chalice of strawberry kiwi Four loco, and just have a really classy evening. So, you guys, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Paul Conyers, everybody. Give it up. Yes, sir. I'm an alcoholic myself. I haven't drank in 11 years. I know. I was a Mad Dog 2020 guy myself. Probably never even heard of that, you rich pricks. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> White Lightning. That was my deal. That's why my brain is fried right now. I have no idea who the next comic is. What was his name? Oh, I'm kidding. Everybody! Are you ready for your next comic? Because I am fucking thrilled about it. Are you ready? Jesus Christ, we got to get some energy in here. Yes! Give it up for Hank Romero! Yeah! I am Paul after the dryer cycle. That's how it works here. How you guys doing tonight? Is this thing plugged in? Give it up for our host, Matt, and Mutiny, and you guys for being here. This is awesome. Indeed, indeed. I know what you're thinking looking up here. When did, Frank, uh, when did Frankie Munoz and Seth Meyers have a baby? It involved my mom, tequila, and a time machine. And no, Malcolm was not in the middle. That position was filled by my mother. Go feminism. We're going to try out some new jokes tonight because, you know, who needs laughs? Yes, exactly, exactly. Who needs laughs? Trying new material is hard because you try stuff out and people say things like, Hank, you suck. You should kill yourself. And I'm like, damn, Mom, that's cold. You guys know about this Vince McMahon, the owner of the WWE, announced that he's bringing back the XFL, the Extreme Football League. But there are some unique restrictions. For instance, there is no kneeling during the national anthem and there is no convicted felons allowed on teams. How can you start a league with only five players? Is that even possible? When I'm not watching extreme football, I watch the Netflix, a lot of great shows in there. You got House of Cards, got uh, Transparent, you got, my personal favorite is Master of Nonverbal Cues. It's a great show, it's a good show. It's kind of a complex thing for me because I'm actually a big fan of Aziz Ansari's work. So when I read the report, I read it over a couple of times and I felt there's a lot of gray area involved in that scenario, like 50 shades of it possibly, you know? That whole thing with the fingers in the mouth, people are like, that's a porn maneuver. That's not a porn maneuver. 
That's the finishing maneuver of WWE Hardcore Hall of Famer, Mankind. He was not trying to take advantage of her. He was trying to take her title from her. That could work on that joke better. <laughs> Anyways, you guys movie fans here? Like the movies? Yeah? Yeah? Uh, co-worker of mine saw a sneak preview of a movie I'm super excited about seeing. And I said, dude, how was it? And he looked at me and he said, it sucked dick. And I said, really? I might see that movie every day. And he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. It sucked dick. It was terrible. And this made me really sad because I realized at that moment that my coworker had clearly never had his dick sucked before. Because <laughs> if a movie sucks dick, you cherish that movie. You turn off your cell phone, you don't talk or text, you give that movie your undivided attention. If a movie sucks dick, you take that movie on exotic, expensive vacations to film festivals all around the globe. And if you're lucky and it's one of those rare experimental foreign movies, it may even go with you to see another movie. You never know. You never know. I grew up watching way too many horror movies at way too young an age, so much so they thought the movie monsters in them were real and they were going to come and kill me in real life. Now, I also noticed something else. Who were the first people always killed in horror movies? Not women, black people specifically, right? So as a kid, this really motivated me to make sure I was always near a black person. Too soon? Too soon? I don't make the movies. Uh, second person killed in horror movies, the promiscuous female. So in high school, I made a point to always make sure I was near the promiscuous female. Now, who survives horror movies? The virgin. So if in case you're wondering, the ranking of power in a horror film is black belt, no belt, chastity belt. I'm Hank Romero. You guys have all sucked it tonight. Thank you very much. Hank Romero, give it up for this guy. All this sucking dick talk and fucking black people, I'm offended. Been in San Francisco too long. I'm going to blog. You guys want to blog? You want to blog about that? I think we're going to blog. <laughs> anyway, I don't even know how to do that shit. Anyway, are you guys ready for your next comedian? Because I'm fucking thrilled about it. Yeah! Everybody, give it up super loud for Mike Spiegelman. Hey, everybody. How are you? All right. That's cool. No, I'm glad. I'm, I'm looking at my notes. I guess. Hey, so a, uh, a hipster walks into a bar, and the bartender says, what will it be? And the hipster looked up and said, I already told you on my app. Should be ready by now. Should be waiting at the bar counter with my name on it. I'm giving you zero stars in my head. That's the first one. You know, uh, I open for an X-rated hypnotist. It's what I say when I get caught fucking chickens. I was at the, I hope you don't mind I look at my joke book today. I, I, br I bring my joke book on stage because it, during, during the, my set, if I think of a joke, I want to write it down. I'm not like you guys. It's a dream to be here. I dreamt I was here last night. If you don't believe me, check out my dream journal. That's right. I have a joke book and a dream journal. And a diary. Fuck you all. I'm going to write about today. You guys like my set? 
All right, I like you guys. I'll I'll put it in a diary. You were good. <laughs> See how that works? Not politics. <laughs> Common sense. What does writing a diary in my 40s do? I remember everything in my life now. I actually dream about my day. It makes my dream journal redundant. I'm just like, see diary. <laughs> Add a bunch of cocks. <laughs> but which diary or journal? I was at the library. <clears throat> and I just went to the librarian and I said, can I use your microwave? And she said, no. I go, oh, right, because it makes a lot of noise. It's the library. <laughs> Did you know that the San Francisco Public Library will allow you, you could check out, you know how many books you could check out in one go, the maximum? 50 books. Pisses off my Uber driver, but let me tell you, <laughs> that comes in handy, right? My in-laws show up. And I'm like, look at me, I'm a genius. I got books on the floor, they count as chairs. <laughs> I don't read, I go to the library to shower. Anyone else? <laughs> oh, the whole city. They actually have in the, I, I like the San Francisco Public Library, their bathrooms, there's a poster that says, don't shower or wash your clothes in this bathroom. Here's a list of public services where you can go uh, that will give you that thing. And I saw that, I said, Jesus fucking Christ, public library, can't there be a single room here that I don't have to read? <laughs> I stopped washing my clothes and I left. All right, I'm gonna close on this, thankfully. I'm on a seafood diet. Whenever I see food, I check if it's seafood because I'm on a seafood diet. <laughs> Set up and punchline. All right, bye. <laughs> Give it up for him, everybody. Give it up for him. All right. We got a couple more comics. I think a few would be the correct term. Uh, I'm not sure. Anyway, are you guys ready for your next comic? Yeah. yeah everybody give it up for David Stolowitz. I'm really depressed. I did this amazing set last Tuesday in Berkeley, and I got these video links from my friend, where it says like I've gotten hundreds of thousand views, but it turns out I didn't go viral. I just got a virus. It was a big letdown. Um, I have a friend who's a brony. Anybody have one of these in their life? This is a 30-something man who's into My Little Pony, if you're unfamiliar with the term. I'm still trying to come up with a punchline for that joke because I just can't get past 30-year-old man into My Little Pony, you know? And it's like I wondered if he had some kind of sexual fetish going on, but as far as I know, he's a virgin. I mean, his mom's dead, so maybe he, like, misses her on some level. The only woman I've ever heard him express interest in is his sister, so I don't know what's going on there. I don't know what to do now because it's like I haven't talked to him in a while, and he shares these teenage girl memes on Facebook that just make me cringe. Like... They're celebrating everybody that has a birthday half the year, and they don't spell princess right. I don't think he's gotten a like in six months. Maybe I should check in. I don't know. Um, my boyfriend is so gay, you guys. He sucks, but like in a good way, you know? I've been a bottom for most of my life, but lately I've been topping out, you know? It feels good. <laughs> but... Uh, 
feels good to co- focus on my career, but no matter what position I get into, uh, the vice president wants to electrocute the gay out of me. Shocking, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, I tried to pray away the gay, you guys. I really honestly did, but the only thing it did was make me more grateful for dick. So there's that. Um, people have been telling me lately how gay my food and drink are. Like, I didn't know that beverages had sexual orientations, but apparently Bailey's is a flaming faggot. Go figure. I don't know how somebody decided that Bailey's was gay. Did somebody Irish cream all over them? Are they bitter about it? I don't know. Uh, um, I've heard this term gender fluid going around. You guys have heard this? Every time I hear that, it makes me think of a big jiggling vat of jello just wiggling around like, am I masculine or am I feminine? <laughs> Am I a particle or am I a wave? It depends on the observer. <laughs> yeah, I, I took a high school test on the spark.com. You guys remember that site? Like it was going to tell me how masculine or feminine it was and I got 50-50 and I was so proud of that. I felt like I was balanced in all my chakras. And now, not so much, I guess. Uh, check this out. This is an Armani jacket. At least I was told it was, but um, my dad got it for free from a guy who said he had to get back to Italy really quick and get rid of the last of them. The only problem with this is the buttons keep coming off. So I don't know if it's real Armani or not, but I'm keeping it. (laughs) And you know, normally I don't give a flying fuck about clothing, you guys. I know as a gay guy, I'm supposed to be obsessed with this shit, but clothes shopping bores the shit out of me like i swear they're just pumping sleeping gas into those rooms i feel like one of those mannequins maybe one of these days i'll wake up and be that chick that played samantha but no i don't feel like it (laughs) all right a few snickers and george laughing isn't so bad have a good night san francisco David Stolowitz, everybody, give it up. Are you guys leaving? Oh, man. I understand. I understand. At least close the door. Jesus. They were. I could have said something mean, but I didn't. (laughs) I'm not offended. They've been listening to me all night. Anyway, are you guys ready for your next comic? We got two more. Can you hang in there for two more? We got two more comics. Everybody give it up super loud for Harry Ewan. I feel kind of gross putting my phone on the ground like that. I don't know where y'all's feet's been. Can you tell I'm Asian? We take our shoes off in the house. When I was a kid, I was kind of a troubled kid, you know? I didn't know kung fu, but I knew ball fu, as in I would kick him in the balls. I only had one move. That's it, the one move. So they knew it was coming the second time, and then I would get my ass kicked and sent to the principal's office. But my mom, she's a famous Chinese actress. Uh, she's in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. She, she's Jade Fox, uh, the villain in the, in the movie. She would fly in from the rooftops, get in there, and put a magic spell on the principal. It was like a Jedi. You will not suspend Harry. And sure enough, I would get off. But I'm the only boy out of three sisters. 
So I got away with everything. My mom would just say to me, Bobe, that's not very nice. You want ice cream? I didn't even have to wait in line at Disneyland. My mom would wait in line for me. She'd say, Bobe, where do you want to go? Uh, Space Mountain? Oh yeah, Space Mountain? Okay, I'll meet you there. She wanted peace and quiet, and I wanted to get on the rides as fast as possible. It's a win-win. Not too bad, huh? Growing up, I started to use my mom as Jade Fox as a pickup line. Hi, my name's Harry, like Harry Potter. My mom's Jade Fox. Wanna fuck? Doesn't quite work, not so much. But it's cool. I mean, I started realizing as I got older, I don't know if you know this, this is kind of a big deal. I like white girls. And as an Asian man liking white girls, yes, yeah, applause, thank you, I know. I mean, when I'm on the street and I see an Asian dude with a white girl, I'm like, what's up? Yeah, my brother, I feel you. You know, you know what Asian people call us? All, all, all the people that date white girls, they call us Twinkies, because we're yellow on the outside, white on the inside. It's true. I'm more white than I am Asian. I mean, I can't even, I can't even squat. Like, if I was Asian, I would be able to go all the way down onto the ground. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would be down here, and I would have finished like three cigarettes already, right here, just like sitting here like, <sighs> what's up, bro? What's up, blood? I don't know why Asian people always end up having that, like, that they try to be black people. That, at least the ones that I knew, they, you know, they'd be like, what's up, bro? Yeah, what's up? Oh yeah, you feel it? Oh yeah? What, what am I feeling? What am I feeling? Uh, I mean, one of the things about that is, essentially, white girls think Asian men are at the bottom of the totem pole. I mean, it's like black dude, Mexican dude, something else, something else, something else, Asian dude. But you know what we're at the top? We're top with gay people. Gay people love Asians. We're the bo bottom top, not top top, bottom top. So you know what? I always had Asian people to back me up. Thank you guys. Give it up for Harry Ewan. Twinkies and gays. <laughs> My favorite topics. We have one more comedian left. You guys, I can't believe it. You've been hanging in there like this is a Civil War reenactment. I really don't want to be here. Nothing's even, it's not even real. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Fucking wear this red coat. Get me out of this bitch. Anyway. Are you ready for your last comedian, our fucking headliner? Give it up loud for Arden! Oh, thank you, Mutiny. Uh, thank you, Matt. Uh, thank you, George. Rock in the back. Uh, yeah, Stoner Jesus showed up, so hey, everybody. Uh, I am high. That's kind of my M.O., uh, that's why I wear the hoodie uh, that has the picture of my head on it because and my name on it so that people know who to wake up in the back of the lift at the end of the night. Uh, 
because I'm usually dabbed out. You know, it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. But no, I. So it's Friday. We made it to the weekend. Hooray, everybody! Yeah, round of applause. All right. Uh, what did you guys do today? Why'd you do that? Everybody I ask always says work, right? Work, 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 work. I'll, t- I'll tell you a little secret, right? Uh, next time you have work, uh, just don't go in, all right? And, and when they call you, you say, I'm not coming in today. And then when they call you the next day, you don't pick up. And then you just stop picking up, and eventually the calls stop, and the problem fixes itself. Uh, yeah, but but I, I ask this question all day while I'm making coffee because that's what I do during the day. And people say, well, Arden, you're working. And I said, no, 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 my friend. Right? If you went to your office and went to the break room, made coffee all day, they'd fire your ass right? for not working. So I don't work anymore. Uh, I love my not job. It's fun. I, I make coffee for people. It's just difficult because I have, I have anxieties. I have a lot of anxiety. That's why I'm a comedian. I... I also have a lot of depression. That's a whole other story. But uh, no, it, it's hard because uh, women, you intimidate me. I'm sorry. It's just this thing. Uh, it's called domineering mother, but whatever. Uh, so I, th- we got the new credit card readers. Thank you, fucking Square. Uh, and I can't explain to you how to use these things because I can't be like, okay, you go ahead and uh, uh, slide in that slot there now. Uh, you can go ahead and stick it in there. You, you can put it in there. Well, don't, well, don't go jamming it in there. Well, wait till I tell you. I'm not ready first. Come on. Uh, this isn't working for me. Why, why don't we try something different? Why, why don't you pull it out and, and lick the chip? No, 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 not the strip, the chip. Right, now put it back in there and wiggle it. Pull it out, put it back in. You know, fuck this. Just give it to me. I'll do it on my side. It goes a lot faster. Anyway, uh, so yeah, uh, so I'm quitting my job. Hooray. Uh, don't, yeah, don't applaud that. Uh, no, I'm, not, I'm quitting my non-job to pr- pursue comedy full-time. Uh, which was the whole job of getting the non-job, uh, but whatever. But now, I, I, so I, every Saturday night, I'm, uh, I have these late, late-night things down at uh, the Crazy Horse. Uh, we have a showcase down there called The Sweet Spot, and uh, we have a couple girls come up and get fully naked beforehand and dance for tips. Uh, tip, 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 you cheap bastards. And then, uh, and then the comedians come on, and we be funny, and, and we try and follow up that act. And it's a lot of fun. You should come check it out. Saturday night starts at midnight. I, but anyway, it leads to me having to, I have this, this sentence I have to use now. And I never thought I'd have to say it. God damn it. I got to go down to the strip club and take another goddamn meeting. I, but I, I, I'll leave you with this thing. I, so I, I was talking to my father the other day and I was like, you know, I, I'm doing this new thing and it's at this place. And, and I'm a little embarrassed to tell you where it's at because, you know, you're my father. And he goes, no, 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 tell me. And I go, I stand at the Crazy Horse, a strip club in San Francisco. He goes, oh, you ever hear this place called the Silver Slipper in Washington, D.C.? It was the place to be back in the day. If you were a congressman or a senator, it was okay to be seen there because it was the thing to do. And blah, blah, blah. I was like, Dad, what are you getting at? Did, did you date a stripper? Is that what you're trying to say? Ah, uh, anyway. I've been Arden. You've been a terrific audience. Thanks for coming out supporting Mutiny Radio. Get rough your host, Matthew Banks. Yeah! Arden, everybody, give it up. Oh, my God. Are you guys happy? I'm happy. I'm happy as fuck right now. Thanks so much for coming out to Mutiny Radio. My name is Matthew Banks. You can look me up on MatthewBanksComedy.com. I'm going to get like two listeners from this. I feel it, David. Anyway, have a great night, everybody. We all love you. Thank you for listening.
school. Oh. Well, I went to school. <laughs> Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2pm. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2pm.
Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for me five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on. 
countdown, 10 p.m. Rock and roll only night of the week. We have a five dollar cover charge. Always five bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. till 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, two to two. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for eight bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Hey everybody, we'll be right back with Pamtastics right after this. In the meantime, we're throwing on a CD.